He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Hey, what is up, guys? It is Evan Wexel. This is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. And as I've already told you, I'm Evan Wexel. We are back. This is episode seven. We're going places, people. We are going places. And the place today is my conversation with actor Steve Moulton. Very talented guy. You may have seen him on Sharknado or there's a movie Waking that he was in. Um, We're going to talk about all that fun actor stuff. I initially met him on a radio show he was doing with another actor, Skylar Caleb. Um, But we talked about a lot of fun stuff. We talked about John Cena, Star Wars, Disneyland, and of course his part in Sharknado. Now feel free to like, share, subscribe to this podcast, review it on iTunes and give it a shiny smashing five-star review. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Awkward with Evan. And the website is awkwardwithevan.com. So let's make this the shortest intro ever, and let's just jump right to The Talk with Steve Moulton. Guys, we are back on Socially Awkward, and I'm very excited for this new guest. I think I was on his radio show years ago. Um, but you've seen him in movies like Sharknado and Waking, co-hosts the movie chat podcast titled View the Right Thing, and uh, also I remember him from the show Impress Me on Pop TV. Guys, this is Steve Moulton. How are you? Hi, Evan. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. I mean, it's cool because we live less than a mile away from each other, and now I'm talking to you from like 2,500 miles away. So wow. that, that's how it worked. Yeah, you're what, in uh, Florida right now? Fort Myers, Florida, my first time there. Cool. Yeah, just did a gig. I decided a few minutes before it started that I was not going to do a bad job. So uh, <laughs> it went well. <laughs> that's that's good. It's always good to decide to not do a bad job. Well, you know, it, it's tough because it's like it's a show. I'm in front of every fraternity and sorority at this campus. Wow. And, you know, it's getting to the point where, you know, I'm almost – twice their age or i could be their parent if i if i messed up in high school and had an oopsie so you know you always have some hesitation when i'm about to go on like oh my god these young kids gonna get me still but uh i did what i had to do i think it was a great show they were appreciative of it and they were wacky so that helped and uh, we we pulled it off they were like yeah over like 500 there but but enough about me because no, please, more about no, you. Man. No, we haven't talked in forever. I, I would, we haven't talked since what was it called? Acting up with you and Skylar Caleb. Yeah, that uh, that show uh, recently. Well, we've been off the air for quite a few years, right? But recently, we passed our uh, seven-year launch anniversary. Oh, good. I know, right? Yes. I suppose if we were still on the air, we probably would have celebrated. But I think since we're off the air, we were just like, eh, it's fine. Well, you guys, you drove to like this – where the heck did we drive to? It was like – was it in Orange County where uh, the studio was or Whittier? Maybe halfway. Uh, Whittier, yeah. yeah. So 
I don't know if that's still in Los Angeles County or maybe some third county we haven't even thought of. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny because Whittier, you know, it was a easily f- an hour to get there. Yeah. Due to rush hour, and then on the way home, it was like maybe thirty minutes. True. Maybe. Lost us a lot of guests that that Whittier commute. A lot of guests, a lot of gas, and all that yeah. stuff. And it was it was expensive probably back then. Um, and the one and the one week Kelly and I went on. Um, I think because you had Jim Meskimen on, uh, I was like, I know Jim, I want to do this. So I contacted you guys and we did the show and we had to take calls. And I think the call you got was like Kelly's mom, my wife's oh, mom, really? my wife's mom called in and she was sewing while she was calling in and it was <laughs> like thrilling radio. That is thrilling. <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen to that episode again. All the episodes are still available on actingupshow.com. Yeah, and I was self-conscious. I actually, I think I had like a skin reaction that day. So I had like Kelly oh. putting makeup on me. So I oh, looked right. like I looked like a ghost of myself. It was really funny. Like we <laughs> Did covered, you look like a ghost of yourself? I wore like a hat. I was totally like, you know, wanted to hide from the world. But then I had to do this, this video webcast. So I'm like, okay, let's make it work. Kelly, break, yeah. out, break out your crap. Well, you know what? It it all uh, it all turned out pretty fun, as I remember. It, it does. It was a fun time, and uh, that was cool. I because that's what I remember you most from when you told me uh, credit wise. Seeing you in Sharknado was a blast. Oh um, man, thank you very much. Yeah. Now, have you been following the other Sharknados, or were you just like a hired gun and you're like, I'm not going to follow this franchise? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm only in the first movie, but I watch the new one every summer. Oh, I, good. I, I enjoy them a lot. I feel. Did you see part four of this? Summer? I still have it on my DVR. I still have to see it. I'll um, tell you, man. I'm not going to spoil anything <laughs> for you. But as I was watching it, I was just like, "How could they top this? Like, it has everything and probably like, everyone. Everything. What'd yeah, you say? And everyone. Yeah, there's a whole lot of uh, there's a whole lot of really fun appearances. Yeah. And I mean, they just it's like just when you think. You know, can they ratchet this up one more notch? <laughs> they do, and then they add five notches, and it's just like, it's how are they going to top it? If and they make a part five, I and don't it's know like they have top. to, they want to have like the funding to like film this only over like a two week period, so they're yeah. probably like, oh, we got it, oh, that's good enough. Oh, <laughs> I have a feeling there's a decent amount of that going on. I think, yeah, I think my favorite part was just over the the sequence of the tri- of the episodes or movies uh just seeing tara reed i think she she lost her arm in one of them and then but then she she put like a chainsaw on her stub and helped kill a shark that way i mean that's like (laughs) overcoming adversity right there like give that person an an espy for like personal achievement or something wait till you see part four oh my gosh Uh, i have to go home (laughs) jesus a chainsaw only... arm is only <laughs> She merges with the shark and they have like a hybrid child. That's my guess. It's a Ooh. half shark, half Tara Reed. That shark, might shark Reed. that might have happened when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, not to say that it happened in the bathroom. I mean that scene happened. I was out of the You get it, Evan. You understand I, I, I know it's I know it's down. I know I'm jiggy with it. Um I haven't I'm not familiar as much with Waking. Um what's oh. that movie about, Mr. Mark? You play so, Mark. I know that. I I do. I play Mark. I play uh uh it's it it might be my first uh best friend role in a feature film. Nice. Um it's a movie that Skylar wrote back when we were doing the radio show. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of why we put the radio show to bed because we got real busy making this thing. Yeah. And um, 
And uh, so, yeah, so it's a, a really great movie Skylar wrote. I'm pretty sure you can see it on Hulu uh, for free. Uh, you can also probably find it on like Vudu, Amazon. Um, I know it's even on Netflix, but not in America. And that just like that just stings when I think about it. Yeah, like, I I spoke to someone yesterday. He he's in this movie. The show is called like Swedish Dicks or something like that. And it's private. <gasps> yeah, eye. with Peter Stormare. Right. So I talked yeah. to when the I talked to my buddy Henrik, and he's like, "We filmed it in L.A., but it's yeah. streaming in Sweden." And we're trying to get it to stream in New- in America, so it's just unique with these shows. Like you know, what country? Yeah, know. it's so strange. I mean, I can understand Swedish dicks being a big hit in Sweden. Let me give <laughs> America a try, you guys. Yeah, some Swedes make it over. Yeah, I mean, look how well Fargo did. That's a beloved movie with a vast amount of Swedish American characters in it. And I know, um, and I also know besides Waking, I did see you in Impress Me too. I remember you oh, did an cool. episode of Impress Me on Pop because that show, I mean, I mean, I know Jim's doing more. Uh, yeah. Who's the, Ross is now doing, Ross Marquand, is that how you say his name? Uh, Marquand. Marquand. He's I believe, made some, that's just how I pronounce it. I'm I mean, he's on the, <laughs> he's on yeah. Walking Dead, but he also does like his impressions like on Jimmy Kimmel, which is amazing. Yes, yeah, Ross Ross kicks serious A, yeah. and uh, I I was actually uh, hanging out with him like the night before he left for Walking Dead. Uh, we were having like a, a bad movie night at a friend's house, and he's just like, I can't tell anybody where I'm going, but it's huge. <laughs> and we were like, Come on, man, please just give us a hint. And so I spent like months thinking. Oh man, I bet he's going to show up in like Avengers: Age of Ultron or something <laughs> like that. And then all of a sudden, like hadn't heard a, a peep about it at all. And then his first episode is on my TV, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, there he is!" And I just, I almost lost it, man. I was like, "That's the big secret. There it is. It's it's finally able to be revealed." It was a hoot, yeah, a real the, hoot. The closest thing I could say to that is. I was in like Project X and I was like the body oh, cool. double for Simon Pegg. It wasn't, oh, wow. but it wasn't called Project X. It was really the Star Trek movie. And I was like oh. his body double. And I like, they threw me, they were so secretive about it that they like, I wore an Enterprise uniform, which was awesome. But then yeah. I wore like an Obi-Wan like robe around me the whole time oh, so wow. that no one could see it. And I wish I could have like photoed myself in it or anything like that. But, uh, can't risk it, but yeah, yeah, it was cool to see like J.J. Abrams do his thing. Now, That's awesome. if you were to tell your friends like, sorry, I got to do something really big, what do you want that big thing to be? Like what would be your, whether it's a small role, big role, like do you have like an ideal big thing you'd like to keep from people and surprise them with? Oh, wow, man. Well, one thing I was kind of holding out for was, uh, you know, I've played a, I played a clerk in Sharknado. Yeah. <laughs> And I have another clerk credit in a movie called um, High Road, directed by UCB's Matt Walsh. Oh, wow. And so I kind of want to complete my clerk trifecta, you know, because I spent a lot of years of my life as a clerk at a video store. So it's sort of like one more one more clerk role in front of the camera, and then maybe I'll never play a clerk again. Um, <laughs> but I was really, really hoping <laughs> for, for, for virtually no uh, – no reason whatsoever to just hoping that, you know, maybe Batman Superman is going to need a clerk scene (laughs) and maybe I'll get that role. That would have been pretty cool. Um, but now that Batman Superman has come and gone, I'm okay with not having been in it. I think that I enjoy the film, but it's, uh, it's not without its, uh, 
flaws, I suppose. But, um, you know, to, to be in any kind of Marvel Universe movie would be yeah. just so incredibly great. I grew up really into comics, but definitely way more into Marvel than DC or uh, – I don't know. I'm really hoping to be in maybe Kevin Smith's Moose Jaws. I think that would be pretty funny since, you know, there's a bit of a shark tie-in plus a, a clerk tie-in. Because I, I owe Kevin Smith a thank you for my role in Sharknado, which is a funny story. Oh, wow. How, how um, is Kevin Smith responsible for that? Well, uh, in a very roundabout way. But I show up uh, my first day on, on Sharknado and I'm in my trailer and, you know, the, the producer, the, the one, one of the producers, there's many on any film set. He comes by with the director, Anthony Ferrante and, uh, and, uh, Ferrante comes into my trailer and he's kind of looking me up and down and he's got a, a nice grin on his face and he looks to the producer and he looks back to me and back to the producer, back to me, back to the producer. And he goes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is the exact Kevin Smith type I'm looking for. And then he just turns and walks out of my trailer, and I was like, "I will take it." So if I ever get to meet Kevin Smith, I got to tell him that story. He'll probably get a laugh. Because are you a fan of Clerks? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely. In in you know my pre LA days, I was I was all about the you know the Viewisk universe as they called it. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed those movies. You know, they're nothing's perfect, right. but I feel like you know Clerks and Mallrats and. Jay and Silent Bob and Dog, like they, they've got a, a place in my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, I enjoy I'm... that stuff. So yeah, so if I could get into Moose Jaws, that would be pretty awesome. Because <laughs> um, that just sounds like the. Have you heard about this? I movie? have not heard about Moose Jaws. So so he just made a movie not too long ago called Tusk, and now he's got a new movie coming out called Yoga Hosers, and then both of these movies are sort of horror movies, and they take place in Canada. And then Moose Jaws, from what I've heard, he said that Moose Jaws is basically going to be like the Avengers of this Canadian horror trilogy that he's doing. Whoa. And the, the flat-out tagline, I guess the word's tagline, is yeah. literally just, if Jaws were a moose. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's so simple that it's, it, it, it's going to be hilarious. So um, – I'm hoping to get any sort of role in Moose Jaws. I would just be tickled pink if I can make that happen. And with you being a Marvel fan, do you have a favorite Marvel superhero? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, definitely, you know, Captain America's high on that list because yeah. we're both Steves, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and then, you know, Wolverine is probably a close True. second. Yeah. Um, and then I always like to joke about this one character that was maybe in like one or two comic books here and there mm-hmm. way back in the early eighties or something. There's this character midnight sun who, uh, is kind of this purple Android who wears a gray fedora and, uh, and, uh, a gray cape. And he, he literally just looks like if, you know, if the black Panther were purple and wearing a fedora, right? <laughs> Like just this yeah. flat purple thing, and uh, and he's got these discs on his hand and feet that let him kind of hoverboard his way all through the galaxy and space and stuff. And um, there's there's very little midnight sun stuff floating around out there. But if you Google image it, uh, there is a pretty cool picture of him kicking the Silver Surfer in the face. <laughs> so uh, if I forget to say Captain America or Wolverine, I'd probably say my favorite character is Midnight Sun, just as a as a joke. 
I will look it up, and I'm sure he's, <laughs> it's in any cartoons. My my kid will want the toy. Oh so, my god! Because <laughs> so, he has every guy, oh, that's pretty great. much, and multiple guys. So Does he have all those like ones with all the articulation, like. You know, they can just take on any pose and they come with a piece of a bigger guy that you need to build. And he all has stuff. like all these like $10 figures oh, of, like, you know, Captain America with the shield and Iron Man. Yeah. And, but then like there's like rare ones he wants to find. The best is sure. like there's this one. There's like a Hulk cartoon and oh, then yeah? there's like another Hulk character, I think. And the guy's name oh. is Rick. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so like when they're like, who's that on your shirt? He's like, that's Hulk, that's Iron Man, and that's Rick. <laughs> like, but, okay. Rick but Rick is a Hulk? No, I don't know if Rick is like a Red Hulk or oh. or if he's some kind of other mutant thing. But I have to cool. I have to get I have to consult the child on that. Yeah, because I know there, you know, through the years there's been Red Hulk, there's been Green Hulk, right. Grey Hulk. Um maybe Definitely even Red others Hulk. that I haven't. Yeah. That's pretty cool, Rick. <laughs> that's like that's phil <laughs> <laughs> phil smash <laughs> phil smash phil organize <laughs> do dishes hope you guys are enjoying the talk with steve moulton he's the best isn't he so i now want to tell you about something that could make me the best podcast person ever and that is your support on patreon patreon.com is a website that allows supporters like you to connect up with creators like me so that I can keep doing this and afford myself the time to do these episodes till the end of time. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash funny Evan, you will see there are a list of reward tiers you guys could sign up for so that I can reward you for helping support my podcast. Even for as little as a dollar a month, you can see my feed that goes only to my patrons. For $3 a month, you get a schmancy, fancy, mancy, awkward army certificate because that's what I'm going to call us, the followers. For $5 a month, I will now give you a Evan Weck cell, cell phone wallet so you can stick it on the back of your phone. You don't have to worry about a wallet. Just throw a card in there and some cash and you are good to go. There are a lot of other fun reward tiers there, whether you want to get a consultation from me about all areas of everything, or if you want to be on the show, or if you want a title sponsor of the show. It's all there on patreon.com slash funnyevan. You can change your contribution amount anytime you want. You can set a cap on how much you donate. And now, that's about it, patreon.com slash funnyevan. So let's circle on back. To the man known as Steve Moulton. Okay, now you also have you told me that well because I like wrestling. You said you're telling me you met John Cena. I did, which is great. So it was explain. Great. I need All right, to, man. I've met him too, but I want to see what your story is. It was uh, completely unexpected. Um, I I will fully admit I'm not a huge wrestling fan. That's fine. I'm I don't, still allowed to talk, be on the show. I don't know a whole lot about it. I went to one pro wrestling match when I was a child. Yeah. Um, I got to see the Honky Tonk Man, I think, maybe fight Macho Man Savage, if I'm not Whoa. mistaken. And uh, and there was also a, a little person wrestling match that night. Oh, those were the days. And I think maybe even Ricky the Dragon Steamboat might have been there. Whoa. Um, this was a pretty magical night in Hershey, Pennsylvania when I was about eight years old. That's right, because you grew up in Harrisburg. I had to IMDb I, that. I, Oh, I did. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry that 
you had to find out about boring Harrisburg. I've no, heard... it has it has its charm. Yeah. It has its charm. Well, I think oh. what I do, I did a show recently last year. I'm trying to forget where in Har- Millersville. I think I did a show in Millersville University. Oh, cool. I so, used to hang out at that college quite a bit in my college days. Even if you didn't go there, you were just hanging out. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> One of my buddies transferred there. We'd zip out there on a Friday night. We'd come home Sunday morning and. Yep. You know, we, we did our college weekends right in Central PA. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, John Cena, right? Right. So I got to go to, you know, one of those SAG screenings for Trainwreck, which he's oh. in. Have you seen Trainwreck yet? I did. I saw it. All right. So I didn't know he was going to be there. Uh, you know, we knew there was some Q&A happening at the end, but we, I don't think we knew exactly who. And, um, and you know, you've met me. I'm a pretty big, uh, <laughs> you know – chubby funny goofy guy and (laughs) this friend of mine came with me who was this absolutely stunning young lady and uh so it gets toward the end of the movie and and or the end of the q a and she's like oh we really like do you think do you think we can meet john cena and i'm like of course we can like this is what these things are all about uh so we go down there and i'm just like dude like great to meet you you were so hilarious in that movie and he's like oh thanks man and then right behind me was this dude who I'd say he was probably like 22 or 23 Mm -hmm. and he wasn't by any means like a a skinny kid or anything like that. But, um, he sort of like shouts over my shoulder. He's like, he's like, uh, John, like you really inspired me to, to really start a, you know, I want to get big like you. And John (laughs) Cena said the coolest advice I've ever heard, which was just, yeah, man, just, you know, start eating and lift, baby. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, that's great. And so then, so, you know, he takes a picture with me, he takes a picture with that kid. And then my absolutely gorgeous uh, young lady friend who was with me was like super shy about getting to meet John Cena, uh-huh. clearly one of the nicest guys on earth. Yeah. And I'm like, he, he obviously wants to meet you. So eventually she managed to get over her nerves and he took a picture with her and was like, just as nice as you could possibly be about it. And yeah, it was really cool, man. I'm a Cena fan for life after that moment. Oh, that was awesome. That, I'd, that I'd seen him in uh, – Real cool. Yeah, he's really cool. And I saw him in – he did a taping of Center Stage for Yes Network, which is like the the network in New York where all the Yankee games are on. And, oh, cool. and Michael Kay, who calls the games, has his own show where he like you know does long-form interviews. So I went to the taping. I happened to be in New York at the time right before WrestleMania this year. And uh, he was he was the guy being interviewed, and like in between the segments, you'd have random people like yelling out, "John, can I get a quick picture? John, can you sign oh. this? John, can-? so he was doing that, and I'm like you know we're all you know jealous because like all these random people are like being really you know like getting their their thing or their picture or their selfie, but yeah. then after the taping, he sticks around even though even though they're like we gotta go he sticks around for like 20 minutes nice. it's like a nice makeshift free meet and greet oh, and that's so uh cool. yeah and i got him i got a photo with him but i got him to wish my kid a happy birthday oh that's so, terrific so, so that's a good uh it's a it's on youtube it's like john cena wishes beckett sage a happy birthday so oh, it's so like awesome. a yeah it's like a six second video but you know he he's into it because you know he likes what he does he's he's yeah. starting to kind of like look elsewhere it kind of has like a little one foot out the door but he still shows up enough to yeah. to not be a full a part-timer um, yeah didn't he and the rock like go to town on somebody on this last wrestlemania i watched this yes. last wrestlemania and wasn't it something like 
the somebody was calling the Rock out, and then he well, was outnumbered. So the, Cena came to help him yeah, out, or vice versa. The Rock, the Rock came out with a flamethrower, and he lit <laughs> a sign that said "Rock." Yeah. So he lit that on fire, and he came down. I guess speak to like you know say I'm the Rock and I'm awesome and all that stuff. And then uh, the Wyatt family, led by Bray Wyatt, who supposedly oh yeah those like uh, backwoods yeah witch doctor guys. They yeah. didn't have a a match. I mean you know. Fans are like that guy Bray Wyatt needs to get like utilized a lot more or a lot better. But um, he's you terrifying. Know, yeah, he's he's like the the best character. Like people say, he's the next Undertaker and has that kind of like mystique about him. And he's really good. Um, he may have just had injury stuff or just didn't fit. But he got his segment, and then the Rock, um, the Rock's like, I want to have a match right now. And I think he like rips off his like sweatsuit and he has like a five second match with one of Bray Wyatt's uh, followers. Nice. And, and then uh, and then Cena runs out and Cena is not like fully back yet, so he looks like a lot like less toned than we used to see him. It's oh, kind of like okay. when uh, Hulk Hogan left WWF and went to WCW. Like yeah. Thin Hulkster was like very <laughs> bizarre versus like you know, 24 inch pythons, Hulk Hogan, right. but, but seen as back to being as jacked as he usually is. So, you know, yeah, I, I watched some of that. Um, what's that reality? American like that grit show that he does American yeah. grit. Yeah. I didn't say that was just it? like, it's pretty fun. I only saw like maybe the first half of the season so far, but, uh, I mean, it's a cool show. You know, I like, I like when reality TV has some sort of competition element to it yeah you know and it's more like a game show that i can watch but uh yeah it's real cool and like he was just you know i mean he just he he looks like a if a doorway were walking around with like (laughs) a head and hands and he's just such a huge dude it's incredible the show i do recommend is steve austin's broken skull challenge on cmt (laughs) because he owns this ranch he owns all this land and they literally yeah. just turned it into some like bare knuckle, just like competition tournament with just badasses competing with these like Rocky Four training in Russia caliber awesome. activities of like pulling rope and moving tires and climbing wood and doing Aww. an obstacle course. So that is that's the one that's the most intense show. The people I gotta that, look that up. Yeah, I mean, we'd we, we'd be cut, you know, the first day of auditions, but I'd be. <laughs> but like, we'd try, and that's what matters. I think there's like there was one episode where the guy like won his competition in the first round, and he just yells out "violence" at the end. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like, all right, like they have such like weird me- mental like ex- eccentricities about them. So these competitors, they're so like jacked it's 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 entertaining on many levels that's wild and it's called broken skull challenge because it's broken skull ranch is steve austin's land so these guys like they get up um you got to come in shape because you get up at like six in the morning say on last saturday and you if you advance you're going to end up doing three rounds of like intense physical competition and then the very next day with your body probably shot if you're not in amazing shape you have yeah. to do this like skull buster obstacle course that nice. is literally like you start by like carrying a log on your shoulder and running a quarter of a mile. Good grief. And then you're like doing, you know, ropes and parallel bars and running up a hill at a 30 degree angle. And oh, yeah. it's, it's rough. It sounds rough. It sounds it, like an entertaining show, though. It, it's, it's definitely intense. I mean, you definitely it's very structured. So you kind of know what's going on, what's coming down the pike. But yeah. 
That's cool. Um, now, I have a Disneyland cool. trip that I'm going to be doing in a few weeks. <gasps> and you mentioned you're a Disneyland person. Yeah. Now, you just, do you just like going to Disneyland a lot? Or do you just love the legend of Disneyland? Well, uh, I'll tell you what happened. I, n- I okay. never went my whole life till I was like, uh, man, when was this? We're talking like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, a buddy of mine, he was working for ABC, so he had the silver pass, right? Right. That means he and three other people can get in the park pretty much any time he wants. Wow. So he took me and uh, this girl we know and her little brother who was visiting town – and I went to Disneyland for my first time as a fully grown adult. And I was just like, you know, I've lived in L.A. all this time. Yep. And I've just been like, yeah, pish posh, Disneyland, whatever. <laughs> and and this time I went finally. And I was just like, this is so much better than I ever thought it would be. Then just a couple weeks later, a friend of mine hit me up and was like, yo, if I can get us into Disneyland for free today, you want to go? And I was like, you bet I do. <laughs> so then I got then I got addicted to it, right? Yeah. And then I wound up uh, buying the Disneyland annual pass. Yeah. And I've pretty much been going roughly twice a month <laughs> for the last three years at least. Yeah. So, uh, so, so what yeah, do you just, hit? Like, do you have like an itinerary or is it like you designate certain things certain days? How's it play um, out? Sometimes, like I remember one time a, a buddy of mine went, it was like, you know, his wife was stuck at work all day. I had a pretty slow day going on and we went down and, and after our like first two rides, we decided we were going to ride everything that had anything to do with a train. So if it was, <laughs> if it was any kind of a train on a track, even over in Bugs Land where there's like a caterpillar on a train track, we were like everything, we're riding all the train rides. And then I think another time we did everything that was any kind of a boat. That was a lot of fun. and uh, But the good thing about having the annual pass is it's like, you know, if you can't get on it today, you know you're going to be back eventually. So right. that part's kind of nice. But, um, wow, man, if you're looking for, like, what to definitely do and what to avoid, I will gladly run down a list of that. So. Well, my uncle's coming in a few weeks because he's, like, passing down all his Disney stuff down to Beckett. Oh, cool. so, so I think he wants to take all of us. So I'm like, all right, we're down. I mean, I've yeah. been there a few times. I mean, I, I'm more of like you know, roller coaster, splash yeah. mountain, thunder mountain. Uh, I don't know, like what I haunted mansion. If it's there, I'm not sure. Or maybe that's Universal. But no, haunted mansion World. is there. So I don't know, like what is what's the go to? You think? Oh wow, man. I mean, the go to is slightly different for everybody. Sure. But right now. Uh, Haunted Mansion is in holiday mode. Okay. So this time of year they tr- they switch out pretty much everything and they they build in all this um Nightmare Before Christmas Tim Burton stuff. Oh cool. So that's a pretty big hit. And uh let me think. I mean Big Thunder Mountain's my absolute favorite. That's yeah. just so great. What I like to try to do is get on Big Thunder Mountain just in time to be riding it while the fireworks are going off. <laughs> um, that's a pretty awesome experience. You can also do that on the Matterhorn too. Oh yes, just, I love the Matterhorn, dude. It's great. Just be zooming around up there, and then there's fireworks just exploding almost all around you. Like it's it's such a fun ride. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, I'm a big fan. Oh, they just changed. You know, Soarin' over California. Yeah, they just changed that to Soarin' over the world. Whoa. And that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, it's it's just like soaring over California, but now you're going over like Great Wall of China. Whoa. I think Paris, all these different places now. So that's 
that's a lot of fun. Uh, gosh, what else? I'm a big fan of uh, Radiator Springs Racers over in California Adventure. Is that like go karting, or or is it you're on a cart like car going on something? Okay. Yeah, you get into a car like yeah. from the movies, cars, right? Yeah, okay. Um, and it you go into a mountain, and it's like you're it's like you're driving through their town of Radiator Springs at nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's there's full on full size cars rolling out to you and being like, "Hey, it's me, Mater, and I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what to do." And uh, you know, it's it's so crazy. I mean, you're talking literally like robots of cars coming out and talking to you and cracking wise, and then. Uh, you pull out in f- to the end of the cave, and another car pulls up next to you, and then both cars just blast off and race for probably, like, I'd say probably a mile of track. And you just go over all these crazy, really, like, steep NASCAR turns and over these big hills and stuff. It's a total blast. How uh, does, uh, um, do you do fast pass at all? Is that a big deal, or is there a strategy to minimizing wait time on rides for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, what you want to do is when you get there, mm-hmm. um, just figure out which ride you want to fast pass and go get that fast pass immediately. Okay. And and then from wherever that fast pass station is, then be like, okay, well, now we're right near this and we got to wait this many hours to get on this ride. So now let's zip over to that. Let's zip over to this. Uh yeah, but fast passes definitely help a lot. Um, one thing that's nice is, you know, any any ride that you go to, there's a little sign out front that says like how this, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the how long sign. Sure. Usually those are overestimations, mm-hmm. which is nice. So yeah, so usually if it says 20 minutes, it's really closer to like 12ish, you know. And uh, so that's nice to find out because sometimes, I mean, like when Radiator Springs open, yeah. I remember the first time I went to that, I think the wait on it was easily over two hours. Uh. And uh, but what they have on certain rides is also the single rider. Now, you guys right. will have kids with you, so that might not be as easy. But, but um, you know, if if you think the kids are ready for <laughs> single rider, hop in that single rider line, you know. The, you'll you'll pretty much all be done at the same time. It's yeah. it's fun, and we all did like our, we did a Disney World trip a couple of years ago, and oh, we excellent. had it where we had like the wristbands, so like they scan the wristband. Oh yeah, they don't have that at Disneyland yet. They like you scan it, or because like you plan it in your. That's like this was like a vacation package kind of thing. Right, where you had wristbands, and you arrange and through the app like what fast passes you want for what day. But, oh wow. But a cool thing that was good in Florida that we can't do in California is when it rains, yeah. that's when you get on the good rides. Because, like, we went on, you know, the Matterhorn-type ride there. Yeah. It was like every 10 minutes we just kept going on it and oh, going on it. Oh, that is incredible. And another good thing, I don't know how much you do this at Disneyland, is we knew exactly where the cameras were for, like, oh, yeah. Space Mountain. Uh, yeah. We have I, a, I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, with Space Mountain, we knew um, exactly Uh-oh, where they did were. Did we lose you again? No, I'm, I'm oh, no. back. I'm back. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah, All so right. Space Mountain, we knew uh, where the cameras were, so we had quite a collage we compiled. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, I still haven't mastered where knowing where all the cameras are. 
But uh, <laughs> one day, one day I'll have them all figured out. Well, we, me and my sister are like, okay, let's play dead on this one. Or let's nice. like strangle ourselves or let's <laughs> stupid <laughs> stuff. Like let's, you know, you don't want to like one time, like I flashed, like I, fl- I hope I lifted my shirt. And then when we went to look at it at the table afterwards for like buying the photo, the employee saw it and she immediately like deleted the photo. So I was like, oh, oh wow, like, that's not recommended. Like, oh, no. okay, I'll be better. Okay, so, that's good to know. Maybe so don't don't flash the camera at Disney yeah. parks because it's Disney. Sure, that not makes perfect sense. So yeah, even male or female, just do not flash <laughs> the camera. Well, that's that's good to know. And, I tend to just keep my clothes on all the time anyway. Yeah, and do that's you, me. Do you like now that Star Wars is part of the Disney family? Are you approving that? You know, I have mixed feelings about that. Mm-hmm. And it probably has a lot to do with the fact that I go to Disneyland twice a month because, <laughs> you know, it's not their fault. But I am I am literally just like inundated with Star Wars. Yeah. And, you know, every time I'm there, whoever I'm with, you know, we're, yeah. we're having Star Wars talk. And this so, you know, I can't blame it. But what I mean, think about it like Disneyland. Well, Disney in general, you know, easily one of the biggest like merchandising companies out there sure and now they also own star wars and marvel comics oh my gosh so it's like they've got like the three coolest things in Uh toy collection all under one roof now and that is pretty incredible just extremely incredible like it's just wild to think about i can't even fathom that i didn't know they own marvel that's that's bonkers yeah they they i'm pretty sure they flat out own marvel and of course you know other studios and stuff are still making marvel movies because all that studio red tape stuff sure but i'm pretty sure disney flat out owns marvel comics now whoa and uh yeah it's pretty wild it's pretty wild but you know go ahead oh and were you happy with the with force awakens I really was. I really was. Like, I was worried about it because mm-hmm. um, I was like, Ugh. Uh, you know, the prequels, they they sure weren't perfect. And right. now this is this is Disney Mickey Mouse's house coming in to to make a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of right. nervous, but knowing J.J. Abrams was at the at the wheel, that you know certainly put me a bit at ease and then when i saw it i was just like oh yeah that's that was totally awesome and i mean you know? now, now it's like i'm only nervous because of the second one's not jj abrams but i'm sure oh, this, it's doing uh, great it's another i don't have the director at the top of my head um why can't i even remember the name of it right now <laughs> it's not star wars anything it's blankety blank a star wars story rogue one a star wars story Rogue yeah. One is the next Star Wars. I mean, that's the, but that's going to be separate from the trilogy, isn't that? Like, oh, a, okay. isn't, so isn't Rogue One a spinoff of like something else, of like Young Han Solo, or is that something else? Basically, Rogue One is going to be the story. If I'm not mistaken, it's going to be the story of how uh, the Death Star plans got into the hands of the Rebel Alliance, which would then start Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Whoa. So. So yeah, so this takes place back before any of us meet Luke Skywalker. Um, okay, so you're talking about Episode Eight. Episode Eight. Okay, I didn't know Abrams was not directing that. That's no, pretty I think wild. It's a, I think it's a different director. I think it's going to be a different director for Eight and a different director for Nine. 
Is uh, it uh, is it Ryan Johnson, the guy who did Looper and Brick I, and all that I stuff? I don't think it's him. Uh, I mean, I'd want to look this up now. <laughs> Who's directing this? If, Who's directing? Yeah, if, if the Wi-Fi will let Ryan me, Johnson, see. you're right. It yeah, is Ryan Johnson. It is Ryan okay, Johnson. Cool. Wow, that's a cool. different spelling of Ryan. Yeah, what is it? R I O N. R I A N. Yeah, Ryan. Hey, okay. Yeah, that I have faith in that guy, man. That guy's done some really cool, very cool movies. So well, it's good because I was park. I was typing who is directing, and before anything else, it automatically came up who is directing Star Wars Eight. Oh, that's, so that's hilarious! A, that's a smart Google, right there. That's Google great. must be subscribing to the podcast. Way to go, Google. <laughs> and thank you. Um, one thing that they do have at Disneyland, I'm pretty sure it's still up right now, is, uh, you know, last year on leading up to Star Wars Episode Seven, they did this whole Season of the Force thing. Right. And so right near the Star Tours ride, there's the big theater where they used to show Michael Jackson's uh, Captain EO, right? Mm-hmm. So now in there, they show this thing called The Path of the Jedi. Whoa. And it's basically like a 12-minute trailer for all the existing star wars movies like just all chopped together like a you know like a like like a highlight reel and you know i went to see that quite a few months before uh episode seven opened and i was kind of like bumming like man like there's just oversaturation of star wars (laughs) i don't know if i want to see this and then i watched it and i was just like i am seven years old again and completely thrilled and just totally ravenous for whatever this movie is about to be. It totally just was like, boom, just remembered it. Now is the star Wars, is that like a to do thing now at Disneyland then? The star uh, Wars trailer. Yeah, okay. I would say so. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, what's good about it is it's a, it's easy. It's a fast wait time. You know, you get to chill out in a nice air-conditioned theater for a minute, kind of, yeah. kind of, you know, uh, uh, get out of the sun for a little while. Um, and if you're a Star Wars fan in the slightest, it's just like, Mwah, that's exactly what wow. I wanted just now. Yeah, it's so, so fun. And then, of course, they've got Star Tours The Ride right near there, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. And Yeah, and now they're building right now, they're building Star Wars Land. So, Whoa. Uh, yeah, that's going to be intense. Unfortunately, it means the big train that goes all the way around Disneyland doesn't run right now. Oh. And, and that makes me sad because I love that train. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's the idea that there's going to be a full on, you know, Star Wars section of theme park is just like, why, why couldn't I be seven years old now? You know what I mean? What, why do I have to? do this as an adult who can barely fit on most of these <laughs> my long legs you just gotta but, uh, go on your knees you gotta be this short to ride this <laughs> yeah star wars teacups oh how would that even work <laughs> star wars teacups they'd be full of blue milk <laughs> so i know you have view the right thing movie podcast is that just oh, talking yes. about the movies that are coming out or uh, no is, actually is just old any any time in play yeah, so uh, what we do with that, it's me and my buddy Wes Weitzenhofer, and uh, he is, uh, I would say, ten times the movie buff that I'll ever be. Um, <laughs> and what we do is we consulted the AFI, like, top 100 movies of all time list. Yeah. And we went through that together, and it was, uh, we if a movie was on there that we 
had both seen, then we scratched it off the list. If one of us hadn't seen it okay. or both of us hadn't seen it, we kept it on our list. We put it all in a bucket, mixed it all around on separate pieces of paper, and uh, then we draw a title out of the bucket, watch that movie – review it and of course you know as we're doing the introduction for each show we talk about maybe whatever movies we've gone to see in the theater before Mm -hmm. that or whatever we've watched at home that sort of thing so for the most part we talk about any and all movies that we can think of but then we have this structure of pick a movie out of this list it might be from 1930 whatever Mm -hmm. and then watch it take a bunch of notes talk about it look up trivia that sort of thing it's a pretty fun time um I have a terrible habit of if I watch anything black and white, I'm I'm probably going to fall asleep. Uh, so I started a thing called the Coffee Countdown, which is uh, I basically just keep track of how long it takes me to doze off if I'm watching a, a black and white movie. And I hate it because there are some black and white movies that I love, but it's just like I was raised in the 80s on color television, and if I see black and white, I just get tired so are you saying that you've fallen asleep to young frankenstein i'd be willing to bet that i have fallen asleep to uh, young frankenstein I, i'm look i'm not proud of it yeah i'm not proud of it my friend I guess. but it's probably happened <laughs> now i'm i'm just like because i'm doing my shows now i get to go and, and fly and i get to catch up on all the summer movies i've intended to see what when they came out but i never did oh, so like i've just right. seen you know like Captain America Civil War on the flight over oh, to Florida. Yeah. I saw X Men Apocalypse and Neighbors right. 2. <laughs> oh, I have it, not seen Neighbors I 2. I mean, it's fine. It's, you know, I don't It's like Neighbors. So, you know, yeah. same old deal. I love Neighbors 1 a lot. So, yeah. if Neighbors 2 is half that good. I'll, I, I'll probably I laughed out loud it. at some parts of Neighbors 2. Now, was, cool. there, was there a favorite summer movie that you had over the summer that you caught? Wow. Well, certainly Captain America Civil War is high on that list because yeah. that thing was just yeah incredible. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, I'm, I'm actually – I've got a movie on the TV right now just to have something to look at called The Final Girls. Okay. However, I think that actually started screening maybe late 2015. Um, but it's it was in real limited release. So every once in a while it will pop up at a movie theater here and there. Uh, great movie. It's sort of a a spoof of eighties camp yeah. campground slasher films. Oh wow! Um, I love it. I love it to pieces. The Final Girls. Check it out so as soon as it's like Wet Hot American Summer with Death. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think in the commentary they said uh, they said we when we were originally pitching the movie we were telling people it was. Uh, Terms of Endearment meets Friday the 13th. <laughs> and, uh, and frankly, all of those are true. That's um, you should. You should have one where we like pitch movies and you put all the movies in a hat, the top 100, and yeah. you combine two of them, and that would be View the Right Thing, maybe. Whoa. View the Right Hybrid. Have you seen – I still haven't seen actually Do the Right Thing. Had you seen Do the Right Thing before? Oh, you, yes. Uh, that I, w- yeah. I'd never uh, seen it yet. That was actually a big, a big reason why we named our show that um, – uh, Wes and I both grew up just watching movies that we were probably way too young for. And um, so when it came time to choose a name for the podcast, actually our first couple episodes, we don't have a name at all. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of tweeting out like, hey, guys, help us pick our name for the podcast. And um, the 
the votes came out that uh, View the Right Thing was going to win. I probably saw that movie when I was like nine years old uh, when it first started showing up on HBO. And I would just watch it all the time because, you know, it had Public Enemy on the soundtrack. Yeah. And it had a lot of really funny stuff, but it had a lot of stuff to really make a person think. And, you know, it dealt with some some very real issues. And so uh, and then it turns out Wes was a fan of it, too. So we were just like, you know, let's call it view the right thing we'll do an episode about do the right thing so that <laughs> you know so that we're covering all our bases here and uh yeah that's a that's it's not exactly an easy movie to watch you know they're they they bring up some issues in that movie but it's yep. it's an important movie frankly now have you also taken advantage of with us being in north hollywood have you taken advantage of the valley plaza six which is the second run oh, movie man, theater I live, uh, yeah yeah i live almost too close to that. Thing. Um, but yeah, I've seen, Oh, the last thing I saw there, I think was the world of Warcraft movie. Oh, wow. I, I know there was, I think I knew there was one. Cause yeah, they did their second run. There's like dollar 50 on Tuesdays and Sundays and it's Tuesdays like and Sundays, baby. That's where it is. And there's like even a like one fifty hot dogs, I think. Yeah. yeah that's like, they, who cares they, what's in it? It's a dollar 50. Exactly. And frankly, to pay more, than a dollar fifty for a hot dog is just highway robbery. Yes, but uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to get a couple of hot dogs, buck fifty a piece, sit down to a movie. I actually, unfortunately, missed seeing Captain America there again. Like it literally just left like last week, oh. and I was like, oh, I got to get over there and see Civil War one more time, and then I was just too late. Yeah, broke we, my heart. We took Beckett to Captain America, and after a half hour, he just wasn't having it because it was like you know, oh. there's like dialogue and there's. Yeah. yeah, it's not like what he's used to. So I finally got to see it uh, after, and then cool. in the plane I also got to see How to Be Single. So How to Be <laughs> Single. I'm not familiar. With Rebel that. Wilson, uh, Dakota Johnson. Okay. Oh, all uh, right. Fifty Shades fame. Uh, yeah. I I liked it. I was I was on board. I was on That's board with How to Be Single. That's real good. Then I'll check that out. I'm how still, to I'm, be single? I mean, I'm still. I wish I'd seen you know Jason Bourne and Suicide Squad. I haven't seen those from the summer. Um, oh man! But okay, I don't want to tell you anything about those movies. I know, but but do you? <laughs> will you? Are they Rotten Tomatoes per Rotten Tomatoes? Because I know Suicide Squad caused a hubbub because uh, you know it got bad reviews by the critics. But right, yeah. I, wasn't there something about the they were trying to get. <laughs> Petition. Rotten Tomatoes shut down. Or something yes. like that? Yeah, that's that kind of scary. I mean, we'll we'll see. I'm, I look forward to seeing it. I mean, I have high hopes. It's just it's weird because I watch a lot of the DC television shows. Yeah, like Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and I know there's like I know the Deadshot from Arrow, who's also like Will Smith in the movie, yeah. and you know like the DC movies are going to be coming. And I know like I I like the guy that's Flash. On, yeah. uh, on the W, not the WB, the CW. CW. WB is a dated reference, dated network. Well, I mean, it used to be the WB, right? So, yeah, so it's like CW, yeah. but it's like going to be a different guy playing the Flash in the movie, Ezra Miller, I believe. I'm not sure. Yeah, from uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower okay. and Trainwreck. Oh, what was he in Trainwreck? Um, he was the, the young dude that like seduced Amy Schumer kind of towards the end of the movie. Okay. And then... And then what happens? They're like in a hotel room together and he's being like – he's almost 
acting like a, like a, a lady stripper yeah. in his attempt to seduce her. And then it's like, uh, you know, his mom comes barging into the room or something like that. I forget. It was a pretty funny moment, though. He's a talented, talented guy. Uh, oh. But, yeah, it's, it's weird that, you know, because Marvel is like, okay, we've got these movies and then we've got our TV shows that tie into the movies. And I, I don't know why DC won't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and now um, Spider-Man's coming back yet again. Yeah, we're going to have a third Spider-Man on our hands. I mean, That's going to be cool. Tobey Maguire was great. Uh, I enjoyed I, it. I didn't know. Uh, Andrew Garfield, it's like I'd seen this already 10 years earlier. But I don't know. It sounds like they're making the, he's younger. So we'll, right. we'll take it they're, from there. What's on the menu for tomorrow in Florida? I mean, I'm flying back tomorrow. Oh, wow. All right. I had my no. gig tonight. I came three days for one gig just to not rush myself and have to do like an early morning flight or uh, leave at like 6 a.m. Uh, so I just, you know, it's worth, I mean, I'm doing that. I'm doing that again. I'm going to go to Ohio state next week and that's going to be freaking big because I feel like their Greek systems ridiculous. So, yeah, I had a roommate who was from Ohio state and, uh, I mean, he made it sound like that school was just heaven on earth. So, <laughs> I, I did. I did a show in there in one of the sorority houses uh, years ago, and that yeah. was a lot of fun. So maybe they'll. Rem- I don't know if they'll remember me, but that'll be fun. That'll be real fun. Ohio State, go Buckeyes! I guess right. Yeah, that's the one. I'll get. Yeah. I'll, I should email Urban Meyer to see if he wants to come on stage, but he probably won't. The football. Do coach. it. <laughs> I'd, I'd had maybe the basketball coach. I'll have to look him up. I'll have to see what kind of That'll celebs cool. are there. Yeah. Anyway. Ohio State, that's a big school. Yeah. All right, man. I'm going to catch up on my wrestling. All right, man. Peace <laughs> or, out. Or my Mr. Robot. Th- yeah, there you go. I still haven't. <laughs> you haven't seen any of it? Hello? Watch watched that yet. It's good, huh? Well, I mean, Uh-oh, the first. Drop the call again? Uh, I, we're still hanging in there. Oh, no, I haven't seen any of Mr. Robot. I mean, okay. you want, I want it to be more about, you know, like crushing corporate America and getting under the skin of, you know, challenging the establishment. But it, the first season is more just about how like troubled the guy is. And, okay. uh, and I mean, you know, in this season, it's like, you want them to like get to like the purpose of what they're trying to do, but yeah. I don't know, I'm a few episodes behind, so we'll see. I have too much tv to catch up on it's not good <laughs> Ain't that the, yeah there's there's too much tv now like there's just too much yeah there are way too many good must-see shows and then there's also so much other stuff that maybe you'd like if you had the time to see it yeah it's I, just crazy now i've made like a full-on like i uh, iphone note of like my shows yeah. And it's literally like Monday, <laughs> Gotham. And this doesn't include yeah. wrestling. Tuesday, Flash. Wednesday, Arrow. Thursday, Legends. Um, nice. But also, Mr. I still have to see the final three episodes of OJ versus uh, the people versus OJ. Oh, cool. My buddy was on that show. Yeah. Were you, you weren't on one of them. I thought maybe I'd, no, I'd, yeah, I had some people in that had small parts on them. Yeah, I auditioned for that. I forget who they wanted me to play. I think maybe a bailiff or something like yeah. that. But my buddy played uh, the camera guy yeah. who who goes and points into O.J.'s backyard and then oh, finds yeah. out O.J.'s a suspect. Yeah. And uh, Yahoo did an article about the show, and they used a picture of him looking over the fence, <laughs> and they, they put the word bingo right next to his face. <laughs> like, I guess, bingo, there's O.J. <laughs> and so now I like to call him bingo just to break his balls once in a while. Definitely. 
definitely. Cool. All Good right. Good old bingo. All righty, man. Have a great night. Thank you for having me on. You got it. It'll be fun. I'll let you know when it's going to come out. All right. All right. Peace. All right, cool, brother. Have fun in Florida. Later. You got it. See you, Steve. Later. One more time, I want to thank Steve Moulton for coming down to do the podcast. And by coming down, I mean going on Skype and putting on headphones. Fun guy. It makes you want to go to Disneyland. It makes you want to watch Star Wars again. Uh, definitely good nerding out with me and Steve today. Um, so again, you can check out more episodes in my archives by going to awkwardwithevan.com. You can follow what's going on with the podcast at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter. And please like, share, subscribe to the podcast, review it on iTunes. You can also hear this on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and tune in. So what am I going to do for the next episode? I don't know, but I think I may be having a voice from the past, more like a female from the past, more like someone I may have dated. I don't know. I may have to get an ex-girlfriend on the podcast just to see what happens. Um, Also, I may try to bring on someone I've never spoken to really outside of just being Facebook friends with them. I like the randomity of that and the Evan Club. So anything's on the table. Could even go route of a celebrity. And if you guys have recommendations, if we have mutual Facebook friends, recommend someone. I will get them on. I have the time. I have over 4,500 friends to go. So let's make this happen. Thank you for supporting the show. And we will see you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexell. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.